lovely to join with you all this morning and this year third anniversary in East Point. And I, I want to speak uh, this morning, the title of my message is Finding God in the Valley. Now, this passage in its context is a picture of Israel as a nation and it can also be used symbolically to represent Christ's body here and it also represents and can represent us as individuals within that body. Now, God brought Ezekiel in the spirit into the middle of a valley. This valley was full of bones. And God told Ezekiel to, to have a good look. He said to him, um, it says, he caused me to pass by them all around. So when God brought him there, uh, he told him, just have a good look and see what you can see. Now, this wasn't a great sight to behold. I think if it had been me, I'd be shutting my eyes. But yet God says, have a good look, look right round and, and see the fullness of the, the devastation. So where did they come from in this vision? It seems like they'd been slain, cut down by the enemy in a time of war and the loss of lives was of so great magnitude they couldn't be taken back to their families for proper funerals. Isn't this a picture disturbingly uh, familiar? Is it disturbingly familiar today? What a picture of our current situation. Every time we switch on the television, we, we hear the latest uh, count on the death toll, and it's mostly going up. The most heart-rending thing uh, of all, I believe, is, is watching families share about their loved ones and dying alone in a hospital ward and about not being able to give them a proper funeral. And sometimes, because they are vulnerable themselves, not being able to attend the funeral. Surely, surely many people today could say, our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. If ever there was a time uh, when we have felt cut off, it's in this season of lockdown. We've all heard the expression, the bottom has fallen out of my world. Well, we're now living in a day when the bottom has literally fallen out of our world. When the structure has fallen out of the world in which we live. The economic structure is gone. The educational structure is gone. The religious structure is gone. The business structure is gone. And I could go on and, and on. And it can be overwhelming. There's one verse that I cling to uh, in these very uncertain days and I speak it often before God and it's in Psalm 61 verse 2 when the psalmist said hear my cry O God from the end of the earth I cry unto you when my heart is overwhelmed lead me to the rock that is higher than I we need the rock the only stable certain thing in these days is the rock and we know that's Christ Jesus. Let us fall upon the rock. Let us cling to the rock in these days. And here in this story, uh, there are four things that took place before breakthrough came. Number one, it was honesty. Right at this very poignant moment in Ezekiel's vision, as he gazed at that devastating scene, God asked him a question. Can these bones live? What a scene and what a question. He was afraid to say no because 
Then he'd be questioning God's power. And wasn't he God's man on the ground for Israel? He was the ambassador for Israel at that time and for the whole nation. But yet he hadn't enough faith to, to say yes. So he hedged his bets and he said, oh God, you know. In other words, only you, God, know the answer to that one. Have you ever said that to God? I certainly have. Sometimes when things are so dire in our situation, our circumstances will say, oh God, only God knows how we'll get out of this one. And Ezekiel was actually saying, well, I believe they can live, God, but I'm not just that sure that they will. This was just a bridge too far for Ezekiel. And maybe you feel like that today. Maybe that you feel that this is just a step too far. You've, you've suffered so much you cannot take any more. What if God was to come to you and ask you some things? Can your family situation change? Can you regain your health? Can your ministry flourish again? Can you survive this unprecedented time and come out intact? And so many questions. Would you, like Ezekiel, have to say, Oh Lord God, you know. I know things can change, but I'm just not really sure that they will. Well, if that's where you are today, there is hope. For God met Ezekiel at his point of honesty, and he will meet you and me there too. And note this, God didn't punish Ezekiel for his lack of faith. He didn't even rebuke him. He just ignored it. Because you see, God knows where we are at any given time. He knows who we are, he knows how we are, and he knows where we are. And you know, we know that faith pleases God, but I believe that he's more concerned with your level of honesty than your level of faith. He will always, always meet you at the point of honesty. So start by telling God how you feel. Just come into his presence, and I have done that many times over the, the, these many years, I've done it different times during this lockdown situation and I've just thrown myself down before God and said, oh God, I don't know. Only you know how we'll come through this. I know you can bring us through, but sometimes we're not very sure if he will. And we need to come into God and find the answers in God. Let's be real with God today. Let's um, somehow, uh, let, let us be transparent before God and then let him speak in to our situation because it doesn't end there. Certainly he wants us to be real and he wants us to be honest. But the second thing that happened was the word came into being. We need to always bring the word of God into every situation. And the word came right in to that atmosphere that day, up that mountain, in that valley of bones. The word of God came into it and he spoke the word. That was the second thing that happened. He was not only honest about the situation, but he spoke the word. In spite of Ezekiel's lack of faith, God still gave him the assignment. Isn't that amazing? And verse four says that God said to him, Ezekiel, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now, we hear a lot these days about Zoom calls. I didn't even know Zoom existed until lockdown. And uh, Robert and I have had uh, Zoom calls with leaders with pastors and also with our, our family. And we're very familiar with that phrase today. Well, let me tell you, God was ahead of the game. 
God was into Zoom calls long before the high-tech stuff and the 21st century ever existed because God put his hand upon Ezekiel. It says, The hand of the Lord came upon him and brought him and set him down in the middle of this valley of bones. So God was having a Zoom call with Ezekiel. He wanted his attention and he wanted to make a connection. And I think probably today, as God's people, we need a few Zoom calls with God. We Zoom everybody else, but sometimes we just need to forget about all the high-tech stuff and we need to get in before God and have a few Zoom calls and make a few connections with God. And uh, this is what happened here. And uh, you see, when Ezekiel's faith was an all-time low, tell me, oh, tell me how in the world he was able to be strong enough to speak those words to this pile of bones. Well, I believe it was because Ezekiel wasn't expected to use his own words because he didn't have any, at least none that were faith-filled. Wasn't he just after telling God that he wasn't really very sure where God could do this or not? Ezekiel didn't have any words of his own that would cause even a ripple of movement in that mountain of bones. God knew that. So when he asked him to prophesy to them, he gave him the exact words to say. And these were the words, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Can you imagine that going out into that atmosphere, that filling that whole valley and echoing over the valley? Oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. It wasn't Ezekiel's faith that moved those bones. It was God's word, his living, powerful, creative word. And Deuteronomy 8 tells us, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You might not have a great level of faith right now, but you can still prophesy to your dry bones. You can still speak God's word into your impossible situations. You can still speak God's word in the middle of lockdown, in the middle of self-isolation, in the middle of feeling so cut off, you can still speak his word. Uh, see, prophesy, a prophecy rather is speaking the mind of God. But how do we know the mind of God? Well, he's written it down for us in his precious, precious word, in his holy book. And that's why it's called a holy book, because it's the mind of a holy God in print. God spoke his word and the word came into being. So what is a pile of bones compared to his all-powerful, living, proceeding, creative word? So as you release his mind through his word, you're speaking his will into your dry bones. You are releasing his word into your situations. Those creative words then make a connection with the dry bones. It isn't enough for God to be in the valley with us. God was in the valley with Ezekiel, but he didn't make the connection until Ezekiel made the connection. He didn't make, fix the problem, rather, until Ezekiel made the connection. Until Ezekiel said these words, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. So we need to connect our dry bones with the living word of God. But how? Well, a few examples. If you're feeling fearful, and who isn't in these days? 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power of love and a sound mind. So begin to speak that verse over your life until the fear begins to go. If you're feeling weak in body this morning, then 2 Corinthians 12 and 9 says, his strength 
is made perfect in weakness. Uh, so begin to speak that word until strength returns. If you're depressed, uh, and many are in these days, uh, Psalm 1611 says in his presence, there is fullness of joy, not just a little joy, there is fullness of joy. And just keep speaking that and singing that over your life until joy begins to bubble up away down deep within you. There's a whole well there waiting to be tapped into of his joy, of his Holy Spirit. So begin to speak and tap in uh, to that joy until it springs up within you. If you're troubled this morning, Philippians 4 and 7 says, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Isn't it Bill Johnson who says, if you want the peace that passes all understanding, then you give up your right to understand. If we tried from now until eternity to make sense or to understand any of the stuff that's happening in our world today, we'd feel it miserably. Instead, let's hand over our right to understand to the only one who can and who does. There's a little uh, quotation that says there's a pill for every ill. Well, I believe there's a verse for every curse. And there are many verses. I've only used a smattering of them here because of time. So, you know, in before God, find a verse that fits your situation and begin to speak it out into his presence, into the atmosphere, making that wonderful, supernatural connection between your deep need and the word of the living God. The third thing that happened was repositioning. Verses seven and eight says, so I prophesied as I com was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and a rattle. Oh, I bet there was. And the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over. Now the two key words in this situation were came together. A great shifting took place in response to the word through Ezekiel. And only as they came together, each bone in their right body, each limb in its proper position within that body, only then could the sinews and the flesh and the skin cover them. I believe sinews and flesh and skin symbolize the gifts and the graces God has purposed for us in order uh, to help us fulfill our destiny, not only as individuals, but as a corporate body. See, the church has been in disarray and God has just pressed the reset button. So get ready for the divine shift. And as we come into alignment with his plans and his purposes, he will put upon us all the graces and the giftings that we need to enable us to reach that destiny and bring in his end time harvest. Fourthly and lastly, life came. At the end of verse eight says, but there was no breath in them. Now in position, but no breath, still no life. And God said to Ezekiel, prophesy to the breath. I mean, it's one thing prophesying to a pile of bones. None of us would like that. It's another thing prophesying to something you cannot see. Uh, Charles Lansbury wrote a, a, a song a long time ago, What Colour is the Wind? See, we cannot see the wind. We certainly see its effects. We can hear it and we know the devastation it can cause and we can see the result of the wind, but we cannot see it. So he's saying to Ezekiel, prophesy to the breath, prophesy to the four winds, 
And I'm sure Ezekiel felt like saying, oh God, you're having a laugh. How could I possibly do that? But again, God didn't ask him to do it without giving him the exact words to say. And he says, say this to the four winds. Thus saith the Lord, come, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. See, there's much talk in recent years about new expression of church, and much of it is good. I believe it was right to let go of much of the traditional and legalistic stuff. But one thing God never, ever, ever meant us to let go of was the breath. Catch God's heart here as he gives these words to Elijah and to Ezekiel. Come, O breath, come, O breath, and breathe on these slain. Why? That they may live. Now, there are many wonderful new songs, and I love many of them, but there are some old hymns that we've just thrown out and that we feel me about growing. And I believe there's one hymn that I have been speaking and singing to God in my prayer room during this time of lockdown, and especially verse three, and it's still written in the, the old English uh, writ, but I believe that it carries something that we need today. Breathe on me, breath of God, till I am wholly thine, till all this earthly part of me glows with thy fire divine. This was God's heart then, and it's God's heart now. And the result was, in verse 10, he says, I, So I prophesied as I was commanded, and breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. It was an army before, but it was an army on its back. But now there was life, and there was breath. And we need this when our church doors eventually open again. God won't be looking for great preaching or great singing or even great music or, or great praying. He's not looking for performance. He'd be looking for one thing and one thing alone. He'd be looking for the breath. He'd be looking to, to, to see if his breath has been breathed upon uh, that church, wherever that might be. How can we ensure that his breath will be there? By using this time that we have during lockdown to come often into his presence and linger. And linger until we feel once again his breath, his presence, his touch and his fire. Then when lockdown ends, we'll come out of this season carrying his life and releasing into every dry place we encounter in the days ahead, the, art, the life of God, the, the spirit of God, the fire of the living God into our churches, into our communities, into those we do life with, into those we minister to. So let's today walk in honesty before God. Tell him we don't have all the answers, but we come to the one who has. Speak his word into every situation until that word is in us and part of us and joined to us. Allow him to reposition us and realign us uh, into what he wants to do with our lives at this uh, hour and then receive his breath, his fire and uh, his presence so that we release life and wholeness and the breath of the living God into this very hurting, weary, tired generation. May God help us to do just that.
God bless you. Amen. <music>